0: Good morning, Bethany North. My name is Pastor Scott. So glad to be with you. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you so much for this morning, for these people gathered in just homes and apartments around the North End. God, would you take their spaces and make a sanctuary where they can hear from you, and God, be moved in their spirit by what you want to say through me to them. God, would you open us up to your word this morning? In your name we pray. Amen. Well, it's my privilege to launch us in a new year and a new sermon series called Shalom: The Expansive Nature of the Gospel. This is our first uh, our first sermon in this Shalom series, and our title day is this uh, question: Where's your peace? What's your purpose? Where's your peace, and what's your purpose? Shalom is in Hebrew the language for peace. Um, where we want to be gaining a vision for what God's shalom is and moving towards it as his people in the weeks ahead. And so I'll just ask these questions as we get started. Where's your peace? What's your purpose? As a church this year, we're going to be centering under this teaching that God wants to give us his peace. And in the reading Ali just did, the Old Testament, uh, the priest, as God's spokespeople, hey, make sure and tell the people, God wants to bless you. God wants to keep you. God wants to shine his face upon you. He wants to be gracious to you. The Lord wants to turn his face towards you and give you peace. Peace. As I mentioned, this Hebrew word, Shalom. Shalom is the purpose of creation to enjoy the peace of God through his presence and work towards this reality as his followers. And so shalom is his purpose and his peace is meant to be our purpose. Uh, Just this weekend, we had some tears in our house going back to school with kids and one of my kids kind of railing against COVID and, and, and the child said, what's the purpose of this anyway, this COVID time? I'm tired of it. These are certainly tough days, certainly difficult to see purpose, but the truth is, church, is that even when purpose and plans in our minds are distorted, God's purpose is shining through. And so when you when you think about Shalom, when we think about Genesis one thirty one, God looked at the world that he created and saw that it was very good. It was meant to be full of God and good. And we'll talk about Genesis 1 more next week. But Shalom is life as it was meant to be, us in union with the creator and the creation. And so Shalom is a life of flourishing in right relationship with the creator and his spirit, where we're called in to be agents of reconciliation, and healing here on earth and as christians we know that the purpose of christ was to be the very irene, the new testament greek word for shalom the peace of god incarnate and so the purpose of christ paul said in ephesians 2 and i quote his purpose was to create in himself a new humanity making peace And so the purpose of Christ was nothing less than to create in himself a new humanity, a a different people that would find unity through the peace of Christ. Jesus, the fulfillment of the Old Testament concept of shalom. And so I want to ask you this this question again. Where's your peace? What's your purpose? And be careful here, church, because Christ will redefine peace. Peace. Because peace isn't just the absence of conflict or drama or, or COVID. it's the presence, it's the restoring, it's the reconciling, and it'll take time, it'll take effort. But we're called to participate. And before you tune out of like, "Well, I'm not there yet, God, am I being judged Not at no, all. There's an invitation, a divine invitation that the Holy Spirit wants to encourage us as the series begins, to seek His peace to find his purpose. I've been trying to do that work through COVID in my own life. God, what is my purpose? And I've been just reminded over and over again to shine Christ's light into my home, into my family relationships. And I've had questions, I've had doubts, I've had confusions. God, will you work in the lives of my children? Will you will you do something with this time where they can continue to see you and worship you? And it's, it's a question mark. We've hurt, we've, we, we've at times we've struggled. But we press on towards the shalom, towards the peace of God. God's purpose, defined by the word shalom, encompassing both personal and and collective peace and justice and the well-being of all creation. We'll be talking about it in the weeks ahead. His presence is our peace. And his presence is our purpose. And so say it again with me, church. His presence is our peace and our purpose. Let's look here at the beginning of what is shalom. The word shalom is is meant to be peace. It's mentioned over 500 times in the scriptures. Genesis 1 says the world before Christ was tohu bohu, it was without God. From the creation narrative, when the world begins, it's terrible. Genesis 1-2, now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The earth was formless and empty, these Hebrew words tohu bohu, it means desolation and waste, and so it's vacuous, where the darkness covered the face of the deep, means that the darkness and misery and destruction and death before God's shalom there was an absence of him and 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 the repercussions were everywhere but then the spirit of God Elohim hovering over this space waiting to make meaning and create order out of darkness and void to create shalom The scriptures are full of this, where God cares to restore peace, to to order and rest and joy into dark and void places. Bringing shalom, God says, bringing peace. And again, please hear me really clearly. It's not just the absence, but it's God's presence. And so this is a core idea here to make shalom practical. Life, when it gets complex, when we get out of alignment, That we ask God to restore us, to bring his peace into our life. In the Old Testament, shalom was a verb. You could bring shalom. You could participate in the working of shalom. And you you could participate in the very wholeness of God, meaning to, to break through desolate places and dark and empty places where God would fill us and restore us. Consider Genesis one again. Then Elohim in verse three, Genesis one says, let there be light and light was born and Elohim looked at the creation and saw that it was good. God brings light, God brings clarity. God brings dead places to life. God speaks goodness from cesspools of despair and the darkness is real, you get that. It's chaos and destructive But God is positioned over it to confront the darkness. The authors of Genesis 1 were were just very clear and emphatic that when God spoke, everything changed. Everything. And so we've had this horrible time as humans trying to kind of seek peace on our own. It kind of reminds me as an illustration of when two opposing armies are trying to, to enter into peace treaties. An example of this in history was during the Vietnam conflict, they, the Paris Peace Accords, where, where uh, different nations, North Vietnam and South Vietnam, tried to get around the table to end the Vietnam conflict. It took It took dozens of tries to even decide where they would have these discussions and then they centered on paris and then it took while a war was raging in vietnam over five months to decide what kind of table the different armies would sit around the north vietnamese wanted a circular table the south vietnamese wanted a rectangular table to show that there were sides they ended up with a circular table with rectangular side tables what's the point The point is we can spend so much time and energy trying to discern what we can do to make peace out of broken situations and all the while the creator God is saying, invite me in to be a force for shalom in your story. Well, let me ask you this here as we kind of move to a second idea. How does this have anything to do with Jesus as Christ followers? Jesus in John 1, 1 through 5 says, in the beginning was the word, And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has not been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all humankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness. Don't you love that Jesus was the light and the peace possible only through his presence? This was the the purpose of Christ. Remember in the Old Testament, God's purposes was shalom, sought after by his people. And in the New Testament, the incarnation, Christ was the very presence of the Greek word for the same term, reine. Isaiah 9 promised that he will be called, remember, the prince of peace, shalom. And Jesus was promised as this presence of this restoring effort of shalom to restore all of creation. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 2, verse 14 and 15. For he himself, Christ, is our peace, who has made the two groups one and destroyed the barrier to the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity of the two, thus making peace. There it is again, this word of purpose. His purpose was our peace. And peace, the, again, New Testament Greek word of reine. It was reine literally in Greek means to take two things and make one, to bring quietness, to, to install rest. It's a staggering promise that in himself, Christ would make two things one. It's his purpose. Jesus, who was the promise of peace, had this purpose of bringing us together. Our peace is his purpose therefore our purpose is to know the peace of christ and what's incredible about the purpose of christ was that we get to share in the Irene. we get to share his peace with the whole world jesus would say in john 14 remember he says my peace i leave with you my peace i give you i do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid it's a gift But before we can give it away, Jesus reminds us we must receive it first. When Jesus says, my peace I give you, he's saying more than just be happy. He's saying, I can bring wholeness into your life. But you must receive it. You must be open to it. You must be hungry for it. And we must be hungry for that which connects us to Christ and where he's already working. That's the purposes of Christ, to to love him and to love others, to enjoy him. Uh, over the break we got to spend a snow day and, and Heather got invited out by one of the kids to make a snowman and she just played for hours making a snowman and then a snowwoman and later Heather made this connection to our, ho- our house church. She said, this is how it is with God. He's created us to enjoy him. So church, what are we meant to do about this? We're gonna be talking about Shalom in the week's head but what are we meant to do about this? We are invited by, by, by Christ, to be image bearers, to be agents of shalom, because we're told that nothing can thwart the promises of God. Job said that. I know, God, you can do all things, and no purpose of yours can be thwarted. We're told that the words of God do not come back void. Isaiah 55, so is my word that goes out from my mouth, says God, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose which I sent it. There it is again, purpose. Where's your peace? How's your purpose? We are meant to participate in God's purpose of shalom, agents of the new regime. His peace is our purpose, but here's the thing, you don't achieve peace, you don't work for it, you're meant to receive peace, that's what Jesus said in Matthew 10 when he was sending the disciples out, freely you receive, now freely give, and so you don't have to work for this, but you're called to participate, to receive the gift of peace and to be invited into his divine purposes that in Christ to be filling the whole world with his presence. Paul again in Ephesians 1 of a passion translation, because of God's unfailing purpose, the plans will reign supreme through every period and fulfillment of the ages when God makes all things new in heaven and earth through Christ through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his inheritance. Before we were born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who accomplish every purpose and plan in his heart. Plans? Nah, we don't know those right now. But purpose, God's people have abundant purpose, a destiny to fulfill, bringing shalom into all the world until everything is saturated with Christ. Church, what's the purpose for your life for for the year ahead for this season? May I suggest to you that this is a perfect time to examine your purpose. It's my firm belief that life is meant to be lived with purpose because life lived with His purpose will be one of success because we'll have the peace of God as our metric of success, filled with His presence, filled with shalom, filling our lives, spilling into the whole world the good news of the gospel. This month, we started some, some remodeling at our office called The Junction. And for some of you that are new to church, I'll tell you the story. The story of The Junction, where the church offices is a former strip club. And seven years ago, people from the church renovated the space. And before we drywalled, we went in and we wrote verses and, and messages all over the two-by-four walls. It's really incredible. Like that's what's hanging in the walls of the office. And so, just this week, we've started some remodeling efforts. And I, I, went in after the new year and I ripped off a countertop to repurpose it. And as I ripped off the countertop, guess what I saw? The words of our community, verses written on the drywall, on the studs under the drywall. It's incredible, right? Remember what I said at the beginning that I found like in this season where I have no idea what the plans are for my life. I've had a renewed sense of the purpose to be a bright light in the midst of my family. And I got to say to you, being a kid in a pandemic is not easy. For kids on on this video stream right now watching this, our heart goes out to you. We know that this has been a tricky and tough time. And so I've been carrying this weight as a father about how will God's words be made manifest in my home? Where does God's shalom look like for kids trying to just live through a pandemic? And so just this week I ripped the countertop of the junction and all these words of the church are written on the, on the, on the studs under the drywall. And then I see it right in front of me. It's, this, it's the message from my daughter seven and a half years ago. And she'd written this, she said, I am loved by God. And she signed her name. I took a picture of it, and I want to show it to you, church, only to, to just put it out there as a marker and as a reminder that the blessings of God will never fail the words that God has spoken over us can never be stricken by a COVID or by our discouragement, our despair. So as God's people, we've, we fight through this time. We seek his peace. We continue to believe that he's got a purpose for us as, as his people. We, we fight to bring his, his words to life in our actual lives lived for his glory. And even on the dark days, even in through the discouragement, we continue to believe that God can work. He's calling us to work. And so church I just want to I want to put that metaphor from from my story as an illustration into your life in the week ahead. What words are written on the walls of your life? What promises has God already spoken over you and into you? What words of the Lord from scripture or from people that have gone before you have been spoken over you? What do you need to remember again about who God says you are? What promise does God want to invite you in here at the beginning of 2021 about his purpose, which transcends a lot of the worries that we get caught up in? Where is God inviting you to remember again that his peace is our purpose, and our purpose is to make manifest his peace. Church, where's your peace? How's your purpose? We're in this together. I look forward to the next six weeks being on this journey of shalom together. Will you pray with me now? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for for opening us up again. And God, we, we recognize that even to preach peace in the midst of January and a pandemic, they must be fools, somebody out there saying, but no, God, our, our purpose is to declare your glory and your hope and your joy. God, we just want to encourage your people by what your scriptures have declared as your truth that we are meant to participate with you in the inbreaking of Shalom, the promises that Christ fulfilled, the Erene, his presence in our life, which is peace. So right now in the midst of the darkest time of the year as the rains fall all around us in the midst of an ongoing pandemic is the perfect time to declare his peace, your peace, Jesus, is our purpose. Will you remind us again and again and again this week that your promises are written on the walls of our life. Help us tap into those deep encouragements, God, so that we might be bright lights in a dark time and place. We love you, Jesus. And all God's people said, amen.